0: Josh, every expert that I know knows a lot about what they know. That's why they're an expert. But they also right. carry around certain terms and terminology. It's called lingo.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think every job, every person has some lingo. And I also do think that other families have lingo, too. And it's oh, like, they absolutely do. You know, you know, like family units and fam. the way families operate.
0: Sometimes it's an inside joke. Sometimes it's definitely not funny, <laughs> but right. Um, it serves a purpose because it's a shortcut. But sometimes when you're trying to expand the conversation and include people, it actually becomes very exclusionary
1: because you're so used to using it, you don't realize not everybody has your same context. Exactly. It com- becomes a form of gatekeeping. So I think let's talk about this and kind of riff on it for a bit. So what do you think about that? Sure. Launch out onto
0: the loop with us today as we discuss this topic on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian.
1: And this is Josh.
0: Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness and sharpen your collaboration and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way.
1: If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us. Also, leave a review so others can join the community. And as always, you can find us on curiositycontinuum.com and all of our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation.
0: So, lingo... Lingo, 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 lingo. Yeah. That was just a fun word for me to say right now. Lingo. Um, They're useful when you're trying to use shorthand almost in a a field. So, Josh, you were an engineering uh, person of sorts at one point in your life. Tell me some lingo that like a non-engineer would not necessarily understand right off
1: the bat. Oh, Brian, I hate you putting me on the spot like that because I don't remember a lot <laughs> of that kind of stuff because it's been it's been many years gotcha uh but i mean i think anything any job any career you know like like baseball and like things that people just do like we have we have things we say like like twofer and you know like uh come at you and stuff like that and like i think that some things like in my job we use lingo all the time for like uh, packages and we call them spurs and we call, it's all because of how it just is easier to flow. And everybody knows what you're talking about because, for example, like we use, because we, we, we have a lot of packages. So we use different size packages. Like we say, we say parcels, which is not really lingo, but for big packages, but then spurs are small packages and rounds are even smaller ones. And I think it blows people away. Like when you, you start talking about that, And you're like, oh, yeah, because it actually matters, because it matters how we handle that. And that's why we use that lingo.
0: Yeah. Lingo is packed with meaning. If it like there's lingo, and if it just existed and didn't mean anything, it'd just be like, eh, whatever. Right. But it actually, it actually like you can almost package chunks of meaning into that term. So that when there's an understood like vocabulary of that stuff, you go, okay, like you said, spur around. It's like, okay, it's about like this and it's about like this. It gives people a common understanding. Right. So, that's a, that's a really positive thing. You don't have to re-explain every single time. And that, you have those and that's
1: efficiencies. That's the key because it's built into the meeting.
0: Right. But here's where these things begin to break down. It's when you start to talk like even across departments in a business, you know, does a creative department know all the different things that the finance team does? No. They all they both have their own sets of lingo. Honestly, you know, when I came into um the business world and we're talking about retail sales and these term POS. Well, that always meant piece of something <laughs> to me. I was like, what do you mean? The POS system is like, why don't you get rid of it? If it's a POS. Right. And it's like, well, no, it's the point of sale. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Uh, government space. Definitely has a lot of acronyms that I'm like, what does that mean? It just, there's a whole lot of government.
1: Lot of, yeah. Banking. Uh, I find like a lot of like high end business. So banking, for example, like all bankers use certain terms you may understand them if you see them written down, but you may not know like when they're speaking, you know, like they'll, they'll like shorten it to a word and you're like, Oh, I have no idea what that means. Right. That's, that <laughs> can be they, on they, purpose. They, ex- they explain it to you and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I get it. You know? Yeah. But it's like, it's a form of gatekeeping is what it is.
0: Right. So you can kind of find your way through the gate by learning lingo. And then also um, if you have to explain it back to somebody, that's a way where now you kind of let people in the gate. So Josh and I are both of both minds where like it's valuable, but then like, how do you explain it to somebody else? Sometimes the some of the most frustrating conversations I have are people that know lingo and that are, they're only in their world with that lingo and they use it again and again and again. And when somebody comes into the conversation and they're like, well, you know this and they say it to the person like it's obvious. It's like, it's not obvious to me. It's like, well, well, uh, and all of a sudden it kind of puts that, spur, I'll use that word, even though it's not in the context you said, (laughs) spur in the conversation to go like, oh, so what I mean is, and it forces people to slow down. Some people just don't want to have to take the time to explain it or bring somebody into the
1: conversation.
0: But Josh and I's desire is that everybody could learn from each other and be better, but it takes
1: engagement. Right. And I think what the biggest point about this is, is like when you're learning a new thing or learning something new or going to a new job and you hear all that lingo, and you hear all that stuff, what do you do? Do you engage with it, or do you use it and, like, shy away from that? And I think it's important to learn to engage with it and maybe start to learn it at least enough so that you understand what's going on. Right, Brian? Absolutely. It gives you social currency. And here's the deal, too. (laughs)
0: Like, please do homework. We have the Internet. We can learn a bunch of different things pretty quickly. And that's awesome. And I will say this. When you go into a meeting, let's say you're talking to somebody and they use a term and you don't know what the term means. There's been TV shows and movies where you just like throw around the term and you don't really know right what it means. So I went to this uh, improv comedy club years ago and somebody used the term Sappho. It was like the student association for parents and teachers organization or something like that. Right. And so it was like a particular thing in that particular school district about what it was called but the actor didn't know what a Sappho meeting was. And so he's like, yes, you know, uh, we could go see the Sappho after we, uh," you know, (laughs) and it made it funny for people who understood like what, like he didn't know what he was talking about. He was really trying to reach because they used the term, it got thrown out in the head to use it in the skit. And he's struggling the whole time because he didn't really know how to, how to contextualize it. Um, Don't be afraid to ask the question. And uh, when you are that expert in that lingo don't be afraid to share that information that's how we all get better because somebody at one point shared it with you and you were able to use it and practice it like when i teach my children different concepts and something like that i don't expect them to like just know it automatically like i expect no, there to right. be a learning curve
1: right and i think that this goes back to the whole thing we were talking about before and we've talked about many times is that bring people into your conversation engage with others and, and take the time to learn. Do your homework. Doesn't mean you have to be an expert at anything right away. But take that time and learn. And and be open to learning. And I, I think that that's important. Like Brian said, you don't expect anybody to be, to be an expert right away. You expect there to be questions. In fact, sometimes when I bring other people into like a group or you you come into a group and there's things going on. And you're explaining to the other person, it actually gives your group better meaning, I think. And actually, maybe not better meaning, but just more meaning than you thought. I don't know if that makes sense. I kind of like it gives you of sense that. of purpose, almost. You know, when you're when you're teaching it, yeah. Like when you bring somebody into your group, let's say like a new person, and you're starting to teach, you know, this person, like you're like you're. It's a business or it's a job that gives you like almost a more sense of being. You know, yeah, because
0: I think we're we're designed to share those things. Right, And if, when you do that, you've given something, even though some people say information is free, it, even because we live in the age of, of, you know, you type in something, you can find information, but it's not free. It costs somebody something. They learned something. Right. Right. And there's knowledge that has been gained somehow. And it was not automatic at first. When you do that, there's something in a human being. Like when you give something, it actually feels good. So even selfishly, if you want to do that, just like it feels good to (laughs) give that away.
1: And I also think this goes back to the point that nobody got to where they are without the help of somebody else. Right. And so it's okay to, you know, feel good about giving that knowledge because you're passing that on. You're getting other people. And it also feels good to receive that knowledge because you're like, oh, I get it now. And you're like, okay, now I'm going to be doing this and we'll help each other. To move on into a, a different space, and you're bringing new people in. It feels good. It's yeah. almost like lingo versus learning. You know.
0: Yeah. Learning go or something. <laughs> Put me on the spot to make up a word, and I do bad. Like sometimes I do really well, and then other times I don't. Um, here's a question on the context that you need to ask yourself when you when you're doing this, and you you start to use it. Is this person ask the question to yourself? Does this person actually understand enough about what I'm about to talk about? where I should, A, use it or not, right? Right. That's one thing. Second thing, uh, Josh had mentioned, like it's you're a gatekeeper or it kind of gatekeeps by the nature of it or um, sometimes you want to include people. The question you have to ask yourself is like, what what's the nature of it? Is it meant to be exclusionary? Is it meant to be inclusionary? And why is that? Sometimes you get into groups of people where they just roll and this is a, in a social setting where it's like, I have no idea. What, what do you mean by that? Right, and it's like, well, we mean this. It's like, okay, but that wasn't immediately apparent to me coming in. You know, once I learn it, okay, I understand that. But there's still like,
1: and I think if you can, it's, no, and I also think it's to be aware if it's gatekeeper or exclusionary, and make it more inclusionary, even if it is supposed to be exclusionary. And you do that. You do that through a lot of, you know, hard work. Really.
0: Yep. So Josh is an expert at this, and yes, I'll brag on Josh for a minute he is really adept at like understanding where somebody's kind of coming into something and then be able to explain it years ago back when back when we i think before our voices changed <laughs> we were talking about something and i was over at josh's house we're talking about some of the stuff that his dad did with like network networking and all those sure. different types of things and josh was using the term lan and wan and i'm like what's a lan and what's a wan and he explained it to me and then he kind of made like a little rhyme, like you know, you're like you're the man in the van, but you know. And I still remember that <laughs> to this day, because, <laughs> because he he made me understand it and didn't make me go like, what the heck is the matter with you? Don't you know this? It's like, well, let me explain this. He actually like gave analogies to help people understand. So some of these things, when even if it's like a really esoteric topic to the listener, you can relate it to something if you learn a little bit about them, like where, how are they wired, what are their interests, and if you say it's like this, and you can pull the person in. It's uh, you've built a bridge and that's a good thing.
1: And I think that that's, that's what we're really getting at here. This is to build the bridge of knowledge and to build just commonality between people. And it takes some time. It takes practice. It's not easy. But don't be afraid to engage in things you're not 100% sure on. Right, Brian? Yeah. it's uh, If somebody asks the question honestly
0: and is willing to learn and then even on their own will learn some things... That's really good. People will see that, you know, especially if you're you're curious. When I ask some some successful people, you know, like, if you are in a position where you want to say or learn something or, or find out something new, like, don't be afraid to ask. If you're genuinely curious, it opens those doors. It's just like, you're not trying to position yourself as the expert. You're always learning something. And if you show that, it means like, oh, this person's teachable. It's really hard to be around non-teachable people just in a personal sense. Right. And so don't be that person be the person that can that wants to learn like why something's meaningful to somebody else and then
1: engage yeah and I think that that could be a whole nother episode but this this lingo this learning the lingo of a thing that you're interested in or something that you're indoctrinated into or just getting into is important first step for that
0: mm-hmm. take time to step out of your context to bring people into yours
1: Right. And I think that's probably a great place to put a comma, huh, Brian?
0: Yeah, let's do it. So until next time. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Until next time, this is Brian.
1: And this is Josh.
0: For Curiosity Continuum. ¶¶ you. Mm-hmm.